Welcome to This Week in Sparkling Water. My name is Joachim Eriksson, and this this is my voice where I tried to sound severe. Anyway, let's just start with a... Let's start with the water. Okay, so this one is the flavor is sparkling berries, and the brand is Origin. And you know what? I have no idea where this water is from. It's at my house. I don't, like... Oh, God. The can is so dusty. I don't know. Did someone give it to me? Did I buy it? Was it a sample? Let's just smell it. Okay, that smells bad. It smells super artificial. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, this is some aggressive copywriting on the side here. Refreshingly American. Natural spring water sourced right here in America. Filtered by nature and bottled by us for your table. I don't know, man. America? American water? Does America have a good water reputation? I don't, I don't, I'm not so sure. But yeah, I mean, it tastes a little bit like Flint, Michigan, you know? If you've never left Detroit your entire life, you've never left the greater Detroit area, maybe this is what you think berries taste like. It's a 3.5 out of 10, because it is watery. It's watery, and, you know, if you're thirsty, thirsty might be a 4 out of 10. Yeah, okay, so I'm in Santa Barbara right now. And I moved. And, you know, I remember back in China, there's this thing about, there's this thing in China where when you move, you don't um, clean on your way out. You clean on your way in. And so you, you move into a lot of apartments that are like, that have a fridge that's just like full of caked up food. And just like the counters, everything is just like caked out with food. And you clean it after the previous tenant. And as you're doing it, you're like, wow, this is the stupidest system ever. Can't believe they do it like this. Our system is so much better. And our system is better until you try our system. Because our system sucks. Do you know how hard it is to live somewhere and to pack up everything you own? And then hold your th- everything you own up in the air and then clean under it. And then not put it back down so that it makes a mess again, but just carry it out. Like, do you know how hard it is to move out and clean at the same time? Where are you supposed to put your stuff? So it's like, okay, I'll go put everything I own in my car. And then I'll clean my house, which is now empty. And cleaning a house takes like a day and a half, you know? So it's like a day and a half of having everything you own in your car. And it's like, okay, so what are you doing now? it's like nighttime. You're going to sleep. You you don't have a bed anymore. You moved your bed out so you could sleep, so you could clean under it. And where are you going to sleep? So you end up like sleeping on an air mattress in an empty house. Dude, moving out is the worst because of our system. I vote that we change the system to the Chinese system because I can't do it. It's so much easier to just like, they give you the keys for something new. You go in there with a spray bottle. And a, and a towel, and you clean up someone else's crap. And then you put your own stuff in there. It's still, it's also like psychologically, a Chinese person explained it to me and was like, yeah, because we don't trust how someone else is going to clean, so we want to clean it ourselves. And it's like, fair enough, bro. Fair enough. Fuck it. <sighs> anyway, 
I moved out. I did a good job cleaning that thing, too, because I got my whole security deposit back. You know, that's always satisfying. It's like a random little $800. Anyway, so what I did is I went to U-Haul and I rented a, tra a trailer. And I got a fucking trailer hitch attached to my truck. And I... Every part of this, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how I did it. It's totally outside of my comfort zone. I, I never really understood the logic of the trailer. The trailer is a two-wheeled... It, it's got two wheels, and, and it's just this big box, right? It's a covered trailer with, like, these big doors on the back of it. And so it's like I go to U-Haul. He puts it on my truck and hooks it up, and then we try the lights and the electrical hookup to it, and, and it works. And then I drive off, and I get to my house, and I fill it up with all my shit, and then I'm going to drive off and drive around a little bit. And then I realize I can't un I can't <laughs> disconnect it because now it's like literally thousands of pounds. So I'm out here like trying to lift it up with my hand. <laughs> I'm trying to lift it off of the trailer hitch with my hand. And I'm like really trying to force it up and trying to lift it up. And I'm, as I'm lifting it, I'm realizing... This is probably 8,000 pounds now. It's everything I own. So I'm like, okay. And then I realized that I do have a, a jack like that you would use to um, fix uh, a flat tire. You would lift your whole vehicle with the jack to fix a flat tire. And it's like the jack that comes with the truck and it's really shitty because it's the one that comes with it. So I lift it up with the jack and I... The whole thing feels so precarious because the jack that comes with the truck is like, it's like one inch wide and it's like four inches tall. It's like this tiny little thing that you use to lift a vehicle. It's so funny to me. It's like this thing that could fit in your pocket that you take out and you put under your truck and you like screw the side thing on it. Screw, 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 twist, twist, twist the knob and it... And it opens up and it lifts your truck. It's like, how can that possibly be, um, have any like stability to it? But somehow I take this 8,000 pound trailer and I take this jack out of my pocket and I put it under the trailer and I lift it up. And, and then it just fucking, it's somewhere in the middle of the night, the raccoons came and played with it and it fell apart and it like slid around a bunch. But anyway, I, I jack it back up and I get it back on my trailer, back on my truck, and I drive off. And I'm driving, like, kind of slow. I don't know. At every point in this journey, I just feel like I'm doing it wrong. I feel like someone else would have figured it out better. Because, like, I don't have any food. I'm driving and I have this big trailer behind me. And my truck is full of stuff, and there's a couch in the bed of my pickup truck. And the back seat is full, and shotgun is just full of stuff. It's funny how, like, I just pick a trailer size at random, and then when I pack everything I own into the trailer and into the truck, it fits like, like, I couldn't have gotten, I couldn't have added one tiny box. Like, every part of every vehicle was so completely full. Like, how did it get to be so perfect? I don't know. Somehow the the thing worked out perfectly. Where That's exactly... The, the size I had was exactly how much stuff I had. But anyway, so then I'm driving and it's like I have no food. And 
So I just pull over and I just find like a fast food spot and I just park in the parking lot. And the whole time I'm like waiting for my food food to come out because I couldn't go through the drive-thru because I don't know how to get a trailer through a drive-thru. So I park and I go in there. And the whole time I'm looking in the parking lot like like someone's going to steal my fucking $150 Ikea couch off of the back of my pickup truck. Or they're going to open the doors to the trailer and like take like a plastic bag full of my socks or like a taped up kind of banged up cardboard box with like some Swedish books in it. (laughs) Like the whole time I'm all stressed out looking at my shit, like someone looking across the parking lot, keeping an eye on my stuff, like someone's going to steal it. And the whole time I'm like, this cannot be how we're supposed to do this. I'm somehow doing this wrong. Like, why am I so stressed out? Because I was stressed out. And then I've made this like nice plan where I'm like, I'm going to pull over, I'm going to go through San Francisco and I'm going to stop and I'm going to hang out with my uncle for a little bit. And then I'm going to drive down to Santa Barbara and I'm going to make it to the storage unit at like 7 p.m. And I'm going to unload all my shit into the storage unit for like two hours. And you can get into the storage unit at 9 p.m. is what they told me. And then um, I'm going to return the trailer and then the company, I'm, the company moved me to Santa Barbara and they offered me their apartment. They own an apartment that I can stay in. So I had this whole nice plan of like, I'm going to roll in at 7 p.m. after having hung out with my uncle. I'm going to unload everything. And then the U-Haul has like 24-hour return and where you just return it in an app and just fucking drop it off in the middle of the night and you're all good. And I had this whole plan, and then as I'm driving, I'm just realizing, like, dude, I can't drive fast with this trailer, because this thing is whipping around, and this thing is being funny, you know? And it it says everywhere you shouldn't go faster than 55 miles per hour. So, <laughs> so I'm driving, and it's like, I keep doing the math in my head the whole time. Like, every five minutes, I'm doing the math in my head of, like, Am I on track to be there on time? And then as I'm driving like an hour and a half in, I'm like, this is not working at all. And I just cancel going to my uncle because I'm doing the math and I'm feeling like I won't be able to make it. So then the hours go by and I'm trying to drive a little bit faster. So I'm like driving, you know, 58 miles per hour, even though 55 is what I'm supposed to, I shouldn't go faster than 55 with this trailer. And then eventually I just get to these really good parts of the highway where it's just like flat and fucking straight. And I just like, okay, so I'm going 65 with the trailer. And then somehow, just like with the, how everything fits exactly into the space, like all my belongings fit exactly into the trailer and the back seat and the front seat and the bed of the pickup truck. And I couldn't have brought a single more item. Exactly everything I own fits exactly into the space allotted. Somehow in the same way as I'm driving this like, drive that was supposed to be seven hours that actually became 10 and a half hours for the last two hours i'm stressed because i'm doing the math the whole time and and it's looking like it's going to be really tight the storage unit place closes at 9 p.m somehow i roll up there at 8 50 p.m like somehow this 10 hour drive lands me there exactly the time when i need to be there i have 10 minutes to spare and so I'm driving down this this street, right? And 
<clears throat> the storage unit is on the right. And then I get confused because there's just many, many signs. Like it's called public storage and there's just many, many, many signs for public storage. So I panic and I don't turn in and I miss all of them. And I'm like, okay, fine, fuck it, I'll turn around. So I just turn down the first left, first side street off of this bigger road that the bigger street that the storage unit places on. I turn down a side street. It's like very residential, very suburban. And then I'm just like, fine, I'll just go around the block. So I just make another left, just thinking I'm going to make a third left. I'm going to be back on the back on the thing, back on the original big street. And then this thing happens that's like the worst nightmare where I'm driving down this long street. It's long. There's like houses and houses and houses. And it's like very suburban, but it's kind of spooky. It's a little bit scary. It's looking a little bit dangerous, but I have no idea. And then the worst possible thing happens, which is that the street, the street just ends. And I, it's so funny because I've like almost never seen a street end in this way, which just ended. And it's not a cul-de-sac where it's like, you know, cul-de-sacs are these nice big round things where you have space to turn around in America. It's just this thing where suddenly it's just a 90 degree perpendicular. It's just a dead end. And there's just a, a sign that says no motorized vehicles. And there's just grass and trees. And the street is just over. Like I've never seen a street end in such a no sidewalk, no nothing kind of way. Now, this is bad because I've been driving down this street. There's like, I'm like 50 houses down on this street. This is a long street. And I have a trailer behind me. And it's narrow. The whole thing is narrow. There's cars parked on both sides of this thing. And even if I was just a car it would be very hard to turn around. And I only have 10 minutes till the storage unit closes and I won't be able to get in. And I have this whole plan of like, the people that are gonna give me the keys to the apartment, they're waiting for me and they're only gonna be there till 10.30. So I need to get in, I need to unload all my stuff, I need to return the trailer, I need to go pick up the keys, I need to get to the house, I need to go to bed, I need to like have like, half a day tomorrow to like figure shit out and then I need to immediately go to work. So this whole plan is everything is everything is like relying on these really crazy things to go perfectly and I'm stuck in this dead end street where you know turning around with a trailer is almost impossible and backing up with a trailer is almost impossible and i've watched i i watched a video on youtube on how to do it and you're supposed to just turn around and look back and put your hands at the bottom of the steering wheel and if you want the tra trailer to go to the right you move your hands to the right and if you want the trailer to go to the left you move your hands to the left now None of that works because there's so much fucking shit in my truck and in the bed of the truck that I can't look backwards. I can't see anything. So I have to like completely get out of the vehicle and just look at the whole space and then go into the vehicle and back up a little bit and then get back out of the vehicle and like look from the outside. I have to be my own spotter. It's like, dude, it's so stressful and I only have 10 minutes. So my heart's just racing. I'm just panicking. And I'm like backing up and I'm so close to crashing into all these cars. And 
at some point, I, you know, I go forwards a little bit and backwards a little bit and forwards a little bit and backwards a little bit. And I swear to you, I went forwards a little bit and backwards a little bit 50 times. And I'm just sweating bullets. And really, weirdly, my biggest fear is like that someone is looking. That's my biggest fear the whole time. And then eventually I just find a spot where there are no cars parked on either side. So I can back up into that spot and then turn around a little bit. Well, you know, just get turned around a little bit and get the trailer to like go one way. And then I put pull forward the other way and just keep going and just inch forward, inch backward, inch forward, inch backward. And it takes me so many tries. And then eventually I turn around and I get there and it's like, you know, it felt like it was so, it was such a long process, but apparently I was only doing it for like eight minutes. And then I, um, <laughs> I get back on the fucking road. I get back on the street, Hollister, that the storage unit is at. And it's like 8.58, you know, it's 8.59. And I just see all of these signs that are like, that say public storage, like, they could be any of them. And then I just see a car drive towards one of the gates and I'm just like, fuck it, let's just do that one. And I just roll up behind him. I put in the code that they give me in a text message where they're like, just put this code in the gate. And I put my code in and the gate opens and I roll in and I'm like, Jesus Christ, that was close. Cause it's literally 8.57 PM or something. I have like three minutes until they're close. And so I roll in there and when I'm, when I'm in there, I'm looking at all the numbers and I'm looking at the little map and I'm looking at what what I'm looking for and I'm realizing I'm in the wrong place. This is not it. I'm in the wrong storage unit. I've been driving, I'm on the wrong property. I'm in the annex. I've been driving for 10 hours. My brain is completely fried. I've been stressed out for 10 hours straight. I haven't slept the night before because I woke up early because I had to clean my whole house until super late last night. The night before that, I didn't even sleep. And I'm just like running on weird fumes, but all I've been eating is like, I pulled over and ran into a Safeway and got some cashews and a four pack of small sugar-free Red Bulls. I've just been chugging sugar-free Red Bulls all day. I'm buzzing and my brain is like, feels completely numb and my body feels super weird and my heart is just racing. And it's like an awful, awful, awful moment, right? I just feel so bad because I know that like some people are waiting for me to give me a key and they're going to leave. And I'm like, where the fuck am I going to sleep? Because I won't get this key today. And so I'm in the wrong place and I turn around and it's 8.57 p.m. I have three more minutes. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to bolt out of here and I'm going to put my code in, I'm going to leave, I'm going to find the right one, and I'm going to get in under the wire. And so I tried to put the code in, and it says, user not recognized. And then this guy rolls up behind me, and I'm like, I don't want to be rude, so I just like pull into this little opening between the buildings and let him pass through, and the gate opens for him. And then I realize that I've made this huge mistake because I pulled into this space that's like impossible to pull out of with the trailer. So I pull forward and it's like this weird T-shaped space. And now I'm in trouble because like this is way narrower than the street that I already struggled to turn around in. <laughs> this is such a narrow space. So I'm 
now I literally spend 30 minutes trying to turn the vehicle around and it's like a weird T-shaped space between some buildings and I'm trying to get the trailer to wedge itself between stuff so that the truck can come around and whatever I'm doing, it's just like not working. And then I I even like pull YouTube videos. Like, this is so embarrassing. Like I, I'm sitting in this truck in the middle of the night and I'm like pulling YouTube videos up on how to fucking do it, how to drive with a trailer and how to back a trailer up. And I'm like, just failing and I do it so inchingly close and I'm so close to crashing so many times and then somehow by just getting out of my vehicle and looking from the outside over and over and over and over I managed to turn it around and then I get up to the gate and it's like the fucking thing won't open for me again and so I'm calling all the phone numbers there and I'm hitting all the like um, help desk fucking buttons. And then it says property manager, property manager lives on, on um, site. And so I realized that there's like a small little hut in the corner of this big property. And so I just leave my vehicle and walk over there. And it's like really difficult to explain what this like what this house looked like it's like a small little just cinder blocks stacked on top of themselves fucking corrugated steel roof like it's very much like you're not in america it's very much like it's a lot more like i'm in china you know and the lights are on and i'm i knock on the door and i'm just like you know hello and no one opens and so I just walk around the whole property. And it, it's like, now it's like 10 p.m. Like, it took me so long. And I keep calling phone numbers because they have these different, like, support lines. And I can't get through to anyone. And then um, I'm like, I realized that there's another little little cinder block house be- behind the first one. And the lights are on. And I'm knocking. And I can see someone in there. But she doesn't open. And I'm like, dude, what am I doing, dude? What? Why am I bothering this person? Like, I feel so bad bothering this person. And so eventually I'm just like, I just like really bang on the door a little bit. And I'm like, I'm so sorry to bother you. And then she comes up to the door. And it's like this. It's like an old Mexican lady who doesn't speak a word of English. And it's so interesting because it's been so long since I was in that situation where you're like not just casually asking a question you like actually really need something because I have no way of getting out of this like there's a gate my vehicle is in here everything I own is in my vehicle and I can't get my vehicle out and it's in the middle of the night and I have a whole plan and I don't even live here like I need to be able to get out I'm talking to this lady And when I say I'm talking to her, I'm saying I'm speaking to her in English and she's speaking to me in Spanish. And after a while, I'm just like, I guess we're going to do that thing that people say that they do that I've lived. I've never done this, actually, where you take out your phone and you open Google Translate in a browser and you're just like, hey, just get on this phone with me. 
You type in the Spanish field. I type in the English field. Let's see if we can communicate a little bit here. And it's like the whole thing is so, it's been so long since I was in this situation. Because, I mean, in the beginning in China, I was absolutely in this situation all the time. Because it's like you need stuff and you live there. And and whenever you have something that's going to go on that's important, you bring a friend that can communicate. But But sometimes you end up with a problem and you're, surrounded by human beings who can help you but you have no way of communicating with them it's like such a what does it feel like it's not that it's not that you feel stupid it's a very specific form of helplessness yeah i don't know man i don't know it's actually a very adventurous feeling in a way where you're like you really you feel like you're on an adventure and the adventure is not going well, but at least you're on an adventure. And it can feel almost good to me to just be so fully lost because what I'm more afraid of than being lost normally is, actually, I think this was truer when I was young. When I was younger, my biggest fear was to end up in a mundane situation. And at least if I'm completely helpless in a weird exotic situation, at least I'm on an adventure, you know? At least I'm doing something. At least I'm failing out here. But at least I'm out here, you know? And then now, I'm turning 38 this year, and I'm failing in this situation. And I don't feel good about it. And it's like, the situation is, it's not cool, you know? Like, this is an old lady, and she's trying to cook dinner. And she keeps saying stuff, um, that my phone is picking up and translating to me as her saying that she's really ill. She's feeling, she's really sick. And I'm like, dude, I can't bother this sick old Mexican lady. I can't bother this lady. She needs to sit down. And so we like go into her kitchen and I like, I have her sit down at least. And then we, we finally get to this point where like she says something in, to my phone and it's it's she says the same thing over and over actually and first of all i guess i have to learn spanish but so she keeps talking about mi sobrino which i've now learned is my nephew and then she says una rata which apparently means in a bit or something and then she talks about la clave which means the key so the point is something about her nephew is coming back in a bit and he has the key. And it's like, bro, what? What? Like, it's a, it, the gate does not have a keyhole. Like, I don't, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe he does have a key. And so I'm like, cool, your nephew is going to be here. So she doesn't call him. She's just cooking dinner. And so we're sitting, and it's after 10 p.m. now. I've been here for like an hour and a half. And she doesn't call him. We're just waiting for him to return. And I'm kind of like, cool, all right. I don't know what to do. You know, every part of this trip, I'm like, someone else would have figured this out better than me. That's the feeling of the entire trip. None of this makes sense. Like, I'm doing everything wrong. But so the lady is <clears throat> the lady is talking and I'm not understanding what she's saying and it's 
it triggers this fear inside of me. Or like, I just, it, I feel bad because the plan is falling apart. And the thing, the thing about it is that the failure is like you're in an apartment and you fall through the floor and you end up in the apartment below. But then there's this new level of fear because there's a certain feeling about failure when you don't have a home. Failure in the middle of moving, it's like the deepest form of fear and failure because there's something about like you want to give up and run away and go back home. That's that's what your the thought is. You're like, this is not going well. I'm like fully, fully failing at this. So I need to like give up and just retreat and just go home. And then you realize, you catch yourself realizing that I don't have a home, bro. I left. I'm in the middle of moving. And if the move is unsuccessful, what else is there? You know, what does it mean for a move to be unsuccessful? Do I just die? Like, what is an unsuccessful move? What does it mean to fail in the situation that I'm in? And it's funny because I've felt this almost every time I move far. The first 12 hours, there's some like big setback that triggers like a feeling of deep difficulty. And that feeling of deep difficulty triggers this follow-up feeling of like, you want to just give up and go home, but you don't have a home. And it's like, it's not even an existential fear. It's like deeper than that. It's like a very animal. It's like a very hardwired animal fear because humans are nesters, you know, animals of all shapes and sizes. We nest and we want to have like a safe space to retreat to. So when you find yourself without that, in the most the most deepest animal form of yourself, you're like, you start to panic in such a deep way. So I just, I don't, panic is not even the right word. It's much worse than panic. It's just like the deepest, darkest feeling. It's such a dark night of the soul. I remember when I moved from Beijing to Hangzhou, Beijing in Northern China to Hangzhou in Southern China. I, it was me and Megan and we, <laughs> God, we like took the train down or something and, and most of our ship, shit was shipped. And so we get off this train and we have some big amount of luggage. And then we take a taxi to like a hotel I'd picked very much at random, which, you know, you, you, that's another thing that you learn in these situations is like, you're going to a new place and you look at the place on a map and you're like, you think, you know, it all looks the same on a map. So you're like, well, over there, let's go to a hotel over there. Or like in this case, I picked a storage unit in a funny place. But to, on the map, it all looked the same. But when I was moving to Hangzhou, I just put, picked a hotel at random that seemed cheap because I didn't have a lot of money. And it ended up being in like the craziest, most industrial, dirtiest, crimey, weird um migrant worker part of the town and so we get into this hotel room and it's not a nice hotel room it's like creeping it's like crawling with um just insects and animals and the sheets are so fucking dirty and we have given up our home in beijing our apartment in beijing and we've packed everything up and we've gone to Hangzhou. Even though we haven't spent a lot of time in Hangzhou, we just like know that it's supposed to be nice. And then we end up in this like industrial um, 
weird like barrack like workers migrant worker barracks just like weird like military base converted military base fucking just rusty pipes and steam everywhere and just like scary looking dudes with hard hard hats just kind of looking at you and not talking and they're not talking to each other they're just like a bunch of them just like brain dead just looking at you like just waiting just probably gonna rob you because they have nothing and i mean all of this sounds a little bit bad and stuff but that's kind of how it is though um and so me and megan are in this hotel room and it's just like we're in the first 12 hours of the move and there's this we we completely have lost track of where we were going because we just picked a neighborhood at random on a map and went there and stayed at a hotel there. And it was a horrible hotel and it was a horrible neighborhood. So now we have no plan. And um, the sheets are dirty and the room is dirty and the room smells bad and it's full of insects. And she starts having a panic attack. And I'm trying to like talk her down. And then she takes a bunch of Xanax. And then she calms down because she took a bunch of Xanax. And then she just like falls asleep because she took a bunch of Xanax. And then I'm there alone and she's asleep. <laughs> and it's like the plan isn't going well slash the plan doesn't exist. And I want to give up on the plan. But I realized that I can't give up and go home because I don't have a home. You know, same feeling where it's like, it's the, I want to retreat, but I have nothing to retreat to. And... <laughs> It was such a dark moment. And it's so funny because then I, um, the next morning we woke up and we just like took a taxi to a better part of town. And we just like found these mountains and these lakes in the middle of this beautiful, super densely populated city full of high rises where everything is really beautiful and everyone is really cultured and everything is really shiny and intelligent and everyone has so much wisdom to them and and there's so much nature just like blown into the middle of a fucking high-tech metropolitan area and it's like we spend a year there and it's the best year i ever had anywhere but the first 12 hours was one of the most fearful panicked moments ever like ever and then when i get here to santa barbara i'm 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 trapped in this um on this property of this storage unit property and this self storage fucking place and I'm sitting in this kitchen with this Mexican lady and she doesn't speak English and I don't speak Spanish and she's getting a few, speaking a few sentences into my phone. So I'm, I'm waiting for her nephew and all my shit's trapped inside of the gate that will not open. And I'm just like, I, I would like, do I sleep in my car? Like, I need to start, like, I can't fuck this up. Like, cause I'm, I have to start work very very like i have to start work like 24 hours later so i can't have some weird like no sleep night where i'm like destroyed the next day and can't do stuff because i have to unload all my stuff like whatever like there is no buffer here like there's no this is not gonna work and then honestly i work for this company and it started by this lady and her daughter is also works for the company and her daughter is like the internal communications person and 
also just like an overall sort of like support structure. And her daughter is so, you think, oh God, you think it's like, oh, she just got the job because she's the owner's daughter. But it's like, yeah, of course she got the job because she's the owner's daughter. But it's like, this person is so good at actual hospitality. And by actual hospitality, I mean like, anticipating needs is like something you write on a resume but like what does it actually mean she has this way of like texting me and saying call me if you need something and when she texts me and says call me if you need something in those moments I always need something so she like texts me that she like reads my mind that I'm having a real dark night of the soul she reads my mind and and it's like yeah, I needed something. And yeah, anyway, I mean, <clears throat> what happened next was just like, I can't even really explain it. I like, wait for this nephew, he doesn't show up. So I just kind of like wander off. And I sit in my truck and I'm, I'm calling all these different numbers. And eventually, I'm just like, trying to get through to like a sales representative. Because they seem really good at sales because they, I don't know, so I get through to a salesperson and I'm explaining to this person that I'm trapped inside of there within the walls of this place. And so I get through to this guy and he and I tell him that I'm trapped and, and he's like, okay, let me get you someone. And I, I get to I, I get patched through to this lady who she sounds like an old, nice southern black lady. And she keeps calling me child. And she's real nice and maternal about it. And real, like she can, she can tell that I'm like, bro, like that I'm struggling. And she's like telling me how it's going to be all right. And she's like just trying to get me to explain where I'm at. And I'm telling her where I'm at, but they have so many properties and she can't even figure out like which one I'm at because there's so many. And they, it was a really tough thing to explain because here, here's the thing, right? I'm not in the right one. They have my phone number that I'm calling from, so they think that I'm locked in where I should be. You know what I'm saying? But in, but I'm locked. Somehow my code got me into the wrong one, but my code wouldn't let me out of the wrong one. So that's what happened. The code let me in, but it wouldn't let me out. So I'm, I'm locked into the annex fucking property, and she's trying to figure out which gate I'm at. And she's like sending through all these open chat. She can send like a signal to open the gate. <laughs> and and she's sending all these signals to open the gate. But she's sending it to the wrong gates. So all over this street probably, all the gates are just opening and closing at random. Just opening and closing. And I'm sitting behind this gate and it's like not opening. And then... She's like, I got to find someone else to, to help with this. So she gets another guy on the line, but she doesn't leave. Somehow I'm like on speakerphone inside of someone else's office. So like her voice is now really far away, but I can still hear her. And the guy is talking to me real clear. And he's like, yeah, we're going to get you out. We're going to get you out. And it's like 11 p.m., dude. And I just did like, I've been driving since 9 a.m., and I slept a little bit before that, and I've only been doing bread bowls, and I feel fucking crazy, okay? And 
and he keeps he keeps he he like gets into the camera system and he can tell where I'm at and he's like okay so turn your turn your um, car off and then turn on the hazard lights just so I know that I'm looking at the right car and he like finds me on all of these different cameras that he's got of all the different storage unit properties across his fucking county he finds me in the right one and then he's trying to open the gate and he's trying over and over and the gate just won't open and he's like will you go out and 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 pull on the gate for me because it seems to be like stuck would you just pull it and it's like bro this is not like a small gate this is like a 10 foot tall like 30 foot wide all fucking just steel gate like i'm not pulling this gate open dude this is a gate where like two 18 wheeler trucks can uh, can drive in and out at the same time next to each other so but anyway i do it i get out there and he's sending a signal to open the gate to the gate and he's like is the engine making any noise is it working at all and he's like we're gonna have to send someone out there and i'm like dude i need to go dude i'm fucking trapped here and then you see this thing where in america the one thing i've learned is like um dangerous neighborhoods always have people on bicycles just going up and down the street without a shirt on. That's how you know it's a dangerous neighborhood. And so I'm seeing a lot of people with bicycles uh, with no shirts on, you know? People that sold their shirt to get a bicycle. Um, going up and down the street, you know? White guys with lots of fucking neck tattoos. And um, he's telling me that, like, we're going to have to send someone out to fix this gate. And I'm like, dude... Oh, can I Uber out of here and leave my truck? Dude, my shit's going to get stolen, my guy. My shit's going to get fucked up. I don't have a padlock on this trailer. The trailer has everything I own. It's like, dude, my whole life is falling apart here. Like, I had a plan. This is not working. And then he's like, we're going to have to call the fire department. And I'm like, dude, fire department, dude. I've been driving for 10 hours, dude. I've been here. Dude, I've been out here. I can't fucking wait for the fire department. (laughs) And I'm like, what is this thing, dude? What is this situation I'm in? What is going on here? And then somehow the gate opens. It just opened. I don't even know how. He's like, get ready in your truck and I'll open it again. And I I get ready and I'm all lined up. I've I've spent like, you know, two and a half hours of my day trying to get the trailer turned around. And I'm thinking about like friends and I'm thinking about how I need to like text people and tell them that I'm having a meltdown and I'm I'm going to try to be a little bit different and I'm going to try to disconnect from all my emotions because I'm freaking out so hard and I'm going to warn them. But I roll out of there and like... Oh, the the rest of the plan is, I mean, the rest of the thing is, I didn't get to unload any of my shit. I didn't get to return the trailer. So now I'm like, where do I park this thing? So I park in a fucking grocery store, thinking that all the grocery stores in America are like big and have big parking lots. So you can just roll in with a big trailer and just park and take up five parking spots and then go into the grocery store and find where they have padlocks so I can lock up the trailer overnight at least and then roll out of there. But so now I'm in Santa Barbara and I roll into a 
um, grocery store parking lot and it's tiny and it's fancy. And I'm like, what the fuck? What is this shit? I don't like, I can't park the trailer in this thing. So I park the trailer in the middle of everything. I block everything. I run in there. I get fucking water. I get a water bottle and two padlocks and a thing of baby carrots. Oh, and I get, um, uh, the biggest box I see of just fresh blueberries, fresh blueberries, a banana, a water bottle, and two padlocks. That's what I get. And so then I like roll out of there, uh, already crazy weird and difficult to get the trailer out of the parking lot. And like this nice lady from the company, she has explained to me that they've hidden the key in a fucking envelope in this place. And I can find it and I can get into the apartment, even though the apartment that they're like getting me for free, even though I'm arriving very late. And, and they're telling me I can just park in the like parking lot next to the, next to the apartment, as long as I get it out of there before service the next morning. And then I roll in there and I just, I just have this feeling like, I don't know, like, This is such an abstract feeling to try to explain. But like, I got this job and the job is, there's something about like, they're asking me to manage like a really big team of people. And there's so much about management that's like perception. And a big part of perception is like, to just seem put together. Just seem put together and just seem neat. And just seem like you know what you're doing and seem sort of like, clean and organized and there's something weird about like you have to seem clean and organized and I've always been kind of messy I've always been a germaphobe and I've always been very clean you know and it's been about 30 years since I didn't shower in 24 hours but but I'm messy I like put stuff everywhere because I like to see everything and I like to keep it the way I want it and it's all organized in my head but it looks messy And I'm just like trying to change as a person to where things look organized from the outside because I've realized that it's like, there's like a weird value to that. Like, I feel like I've held myself back by just like, I just always had this like idea that like I can be messy and it doesn't matter because I'm, I know where my stuff is. I never lose anything. And I don't care what people think, but I've realized that it, like what people think matters. And like when you're trying to manage a team and you look really messy, they don't listen to you. And when you have a boss and he wants you to manage a big team and he looks at you and you look really messy, he doesn't trust you to manage the team. So I just have this idea that I'm like, I'm moving to Santa Barbara. I have this new job. I have this much bigger team to manage. And I just need to like, from the first moment with everything, I need to look a little bit organized. So the first thing that happens is I pull into the parking lot and it's like such a narrow parking lot between two buildings. Like you pull in from the street between two restaurants and there's just like a few parking spots and I'm there with the trailer and I'm realizing I'll never get out of this thing. I'll never get, I like, this is the narrowest of all these spaces I've been stuck in. And then I just have like this breakthrough where I realized that I can cut it really, really hard and turn really, really sharp. And it looks like the trailer is going to pop off the hitch, but I can actually just have the, 
I can just turn really, really sharp and back, back up at a really, really sharp angle. And the thing just jackknifes in on itself like it's in like fetal position. And then I can just actually keep going where it looks like the trailer is going to pop off the trailer hitch as I'm backing up. It actually stays on and I can just rotate on a very small surface. I just have this breakthrough after like hours of trying to back up this trailer. I just have this breakthrough of how it works and how it's actually possible to do it in a really small space. And so I back, I, I turn the whole thing around because I have this feeling like I need it to look neat. I can't, it can't just look like I pulled into this parking lot and I'm taking up seven spots all crooked because I don't know how to park. I can't leave it like that. I have to turn it in a way where it's facing outward so I can just roll out of there in the morning because I can't, in the morning, I can't be doing this thing. While people are watching me, I can't spend 90 minutes trying to turn this trailer around. It's like, I'll be panicking too hard and I will be looking too much like a mess and I won't be able to do it. Like the performance anxiety will just, <laughs> I, won't, I won't be able to do it. So I, <clears throat> I have this breakthrough at like 1 a.m. and I turn the trailer around and then I slide it back and forth and back and forth and back and forth until it looks super straight and super neat and takes up the fewest number of parking spots. And it's turned perfectly outward because when I first came in and I was like, I'll never get out of here, I'm realizing I have to like back straight out into traffic. But then I have this breakthrough and I turn it around. And so <clears throat> it's parked perfectly. And then I like keep going with that thought. And I'm like, um, I just take everything and I bring it up to the apartment. And even though it's 1 a.m., I just like make everything really neat immediately. I just like organize everything really neat immediately. Even though I'm like in this apartment where I'm staying that they're giving me and they're giving me all this space and they're giving it to me for free and they're giving me all this privacy and it's all good. I'm just like with everything in my life, to, for me to be calm, I need to stay neat in every sense. And so I tidy up the whole apartment and unpack everything immediately. And then the next morning I like, I actually don't know if I can explain how this felt. <clears throat> the next part here might be inexplicable, but but basically what happened was that I wake up, you know, at 9.30 a.m. or something that's kind of early for me when I've been up to like 2.30 a.m. organizing and unpacking in a new apartment. At 9.30 a.m. I wake up, I take a shower, and then right when I get out of the shower and put a shirt on and put pants on, my boss's 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 boss walks into the apartment. And he's like, did you hear me knock? And I check my phone and I have like all these missed calls and text messages because they've all been trying to call me and text me about how the trailer can't be in that parking lot actually, even though they told me it could. But now like some property manager, some landlord is saying that it can't be in that parking lot. So they'd like just barge into this apartment. And it's like, dude, if you'd caught me a little bit earlier, I would have been... I would have been not presentable, you know? But he just catches me at the perfect moment where I'm like, I got a shirt on. I got a like button up shirt on. I'm like just nicely dressed. I'm standing in this perfectly organized apartment. And I had a breakthrough with turning the trailer around. The trailer is 
perfectly lined up to just roll out of there. And he's telling me we have to move the trailer right now. And I'm just like perfectly calm in this perfectly organized apartment and everything is unpacked and everything is neat. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's exactly what I was going to do right now. I was going to roll out of there and, and go to the storage unit and, and unload everything into the storage unit. And then I was going to return the trailer. And, and I'm sorry that, that the landlord is pissed off about the trailer being there. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it right now. And we have this wonderful conversation. And he welcomes me to Santa Barbara. And we have this great conversation. And he's so appreciative and positive of me. Like these people are so, this is such a good cultural fit which is a euphemism for these people are really good at at not triggering my mental health issues. Like I have so many inferiority complex, just mental health issue, just anxiety things that these people that I work for are so good at making me feel okay. It's incredible. I mean, yeah, the, we just had this great conversation and he's so nice to me and and I just feel so good and supported in the whole process. And it's like <clears throat> every single time I move far, the first 12 hours is like this real bell curve of a, it's a real, it's a real implosion until, and then you wake up the next morning and the sun comes out and it's all good. And that's what happened again. I had one of the most horrible arrivals and then I had, and then I wake up the next morning and I'm like, this is great. And I roll out of there and I'm listening to like some Travis Scott. And there's this one Travis Scott song. There's this one Travis Scott song called uh, Stop Trying to Be God. And he just goes like, he just has this one in the beginning. He just starts the song off by just saying like, palm trees, oceans, fresh air, that can break your heart. And it's just something about that where I'm like, he just sings it in this really beautiful way. Palm trees, oceans, fresh air, that can break your heart. And I unload everything in the storage unit and it's all organized. And then I, I drive and I, I return the trailer and then I roll out of there. First of all, U-Haul, what a crazy business. They charge me a hundred bucks for a big trailer for four days and I return it late. And they, all over the thing it's written like, oh, we charge you 15 extra bucks if we have to clean this thing. First of all, that's not a lot of dollars. Charge me 15 bucks. I'm done cleaning. I don't want to clean any more shit. And then I give them the most muddy, because it was raining the whole time that I was, I live in a fucking mud flap in North San Juan in Northern California, and it's raining the whole time that I'm lo loading the trailer up. There's so much mud on every single box, and the whole trailer is just covered in mud it's like the dirtiest trailer i've ever seen i return it they don't charge me the cleaning fee they don't charge me for being late i ke i kept it an extra day and they just like they don't give a shit how do, how is it so cheap it was like 80 bucks the whole thing is so crazy and the guy just tells me to sign and he doesn't charge me anything extra and i get in my truck and i just roll out of there and it's like the whole plan worked. And also, bro, after driving with the trailer, unho unhooking that trailer and driving without it, suddenly you feel so nimble. Like I can do anything. Like I can do fucking anything with this truck. It's crazy. So um, I roll out of there and I just put on this Travis Scott song. And 
there's just palm trees everything everywhere and the air is all warm even though it's january and the ocean is just to the right and there's just like palm trees in a city and the mountains on the left hand side are just big and green and beautiful and there's like a city with all my stuff that i want in between an ocean and a mountain and the whole thing is so fucking beautiful and i'm listening to travis scott and i'm rolling down the street and it's like oh my god it's an incredibly euphoric moment like i cannot exaggerate how euphoric that moment was just returning that trailer and just having everything be on track anyway it's late i have to go to bed now it's late and i have to go to bed but yeah a lot of other stuff happened but i'll, I'll talk about it next week i love you guys <laughs>